Uh, there's some load shedding happening with our next guest. So let's see if we can get a, a telephonic interview squeezed in because, as you know, when load shedding happens, all the network towers decide not. We don't want to play along either. So let's see if we can talk to Tennis South Africa's Head of Commercial Communications and Stakeholder Management, Anthony Muratane, joins us now. Anthony, good chatting to you. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, son. Thanks for having me. Good evening, listeners. You got all the romantic candles out? <laughs> no, I am still trying to set up my table. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can I can hear the cell phone's not great. So let's see if we can squeeze through this. Tell us about the the PNB Baribas RCS Rising Star Tennis. Yep, John. I think we have tennis have the back and support of the French global bank uh, BNB Paribas and uh, local subsidiary called um, RCS. So um, they invested a big deal in the grassroots tennis. So this is um, a, a program with. That's called the BNP Paribas RCS Rising Star Tennis, which is a nationwide school tennis tournament. So the idea really is for us to try to give uh, a game of playing opportunities for, for kids at the school level, so primary school, high school, and all wheelchair tennis. But you know, in primary schools, which we saw a million primary school participation, it was expanded. Even further, and we had changed it to uh, high schools and wheelchairs, uh, seeing nearly 800 schools participate. Which is very exciting. We met a lot of people. And, All right, sorry, uh, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Anthony. I'm going to have to stop you because we, we we're not getting great uh, reception. And I do want to hear what you have to say. Maybe uh, try spin around and stand on one foot or something, and and let's see if we can get a, a slightly better quality line there. Um, better now. Yeah, let's give it a go. So you were saying it's it's aimed at at how many children? So yeah. So the last year we had nearly 800 schools, so we're targeting over 1,200 schools this year. Sure. But I think what uh, 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 um, a game changer, something that BNB Paribas has done differently, because the focus is on previously disadvantaged schools, like your quintal one, two, three. Mm. Uh, they realized that for us to be able to grow tennis in townships and rural areas, uh, the issue there is facilities. So now they're deepening their investment into helping to build facilities and uh, right. uh, provide, donate uh, tennis equipment. So I think that's just such a game changer. And we have already um, handed over a newly revamped tennis court to a school in Davidson. And we're handing over tennis equipment across the country of nearly 600,000 rand. That's yeah, it's, one, two, three yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's all very well trying to raise tennis stars, but if they have to travel an hour or hour and a half to get to a court, they're not going to be able to play as well as they could. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the one thing I do see, Anthony, when I drive past some Model C schools uh, that, that used to have wonderful tennis courts, that they're being changed into basketball courts now. Is that something that worries Tennis SA? Well, I think... Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame whoever was responsible for trying <laughs> to change those facilities into uh, basketball or netball, yeah. because it, there are areas where tennis just doesn't exist. And I think the responsibilities of local governments is, uh, if you see netball, uh, uh, there's been like a, a great activity of netball in a certain area, and less tennis. I would rather convert those facilities into. Do you understand what I mean? But our yeah. responsibilities as tennis Africa, this is what we're doing right now. We're breaking into like township and rural communities mm. um, where we haven't had tennis in many years. Now we're reviving tennis. So we have got an initiative called a Tennis for All campaign, 
um, where we're trying to kind of go in areas where we know there's like a rich history of tennis. Now we're bringing, and with the support of BNP Paribas, we are seeing us actually getting back, seeing areas like Mutanzani in the Eastern Cape, like Sechiro in Limpopo, uh, the Soi, I mean, uh, Namakwa, uh, Springbok in Northern Cape, Central mm-hmm. Karoo in the Western Cape. So those are areas where we're bringing, we're seeing a lot of participation in tennis. Are you are you looking at wheelchair tennis as well? We've got some fantastic wheelchair athletes that are what top ten in the world winning tournaments. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we we uh, we are actually being regarded as the inter- by the International Tennis Federation as the having best program in the world, uh, the second best actually after Japan. So mm-hmm. you know we have thirty development centers across the country, and um, it's over five hundred people uh, active participants of tennis. So. That goes into schools, summer centers. So um, now wheelchair tennis is a, is, a, is a key part of tennis Africa. So everything we do when we try to establish our development centers, wheelchair tennis form part of those initiatives. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, the, the one worry I have with these things, Anthony, is you know, the bank comes in and they give money and they make facilities, but then they're not looked after or there aren't coaches to be able to run the facilities. Is, is that part of the plan as well? I'm glad you actually asked that question, John, because uh, once again, I think we we we're very fortunate with BNP Paribas. So our our partnership with BNP Paribas started with um, a program called a BNP Paribas Coaches Mentorship Program, uh-huh. because the idea was uh, how do we then try to revive tennis in rural and township communities? We had to start with empowering coaches first. So today, so that coaching uh, that pro- coaching program sponsored by PNP Paribas, aimed at empowering black coaches, mainly women, in townships and rural communities. So to date, um, over 345 coaches have been empowered in those communities, which is why we rolled out the Rising Star Tennis uh, in mm. schools, because those coaches now um, are able to coach in schools. They are able to coach in communities. So we are able to kind of uh, help uh, grow the sport in those specific target areas. Uh, it's the story is being told in the correct order, Anthony. It's uh, I, I love that you you did the coaches. Now you're doing the facilities, and out of that will come the talent. As opposed to trying to do it the other way, build Absolutely, facilities yeah. and they kind of fall away, and then oh, we needed coaches. Absolutely, I think I think it's it's we 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 we're learning. I think in many years ago, when whenever any program was uh, uh, rolled out, it was like, hey, we need to find plans to play. But the reality is we don't have coaches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> how 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 can uh, uh, coaches if you want um believe you me, I'm not saying they're not coaches. The chances are mm. you probably find two coaches and you are trying to actually roll out about four programs who's gonna be responsible in running those programs. So the BNP Paribas Coaches Mentorship Program has been targeting rural and township communities. So now we know in attacked communities where there's huge interest of tennis. However, there's been we've been lacking uh, at the skills, uh, coaching skills. Now there's uh, there's coaches I I have been empowered, free mm. of charge, all expenses paid sure. by BNP Paribas. How far away are we from uh, another rising star? Now that um, oh, I forget his name, we got we got Lloyd Harris, top hundred. Um, yeah. How far away are we from a a woman that that'll get onto the onto the circuit and and another man or two? Yeah, so I think uh, when it comes to the women's side, I, I think we also as tennis Africa recognize that we kind of still have a long way to go. 
But I think for somebody who has been uh, paying attention to what we are doing from a tennis South Africa point of view, we have started bringing on many um, real international women's tennis in South Africa. So we started hosting $25,000 tournaments. We have brought $60,000 tournaments, which is the very first time in Africa. Um, because what we realize is, I think there are women who are very talented. I mean, we have got the Zoe sisters, I mean, the Kuka sisters, Zoe and Isabella, who are doing very well. We have got great youngsters, Heike van Huren, Lee van Zeele. But what we've been lacking were just to have a, 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 a female-focused tournaments where we are able to give them as much competitive opportunities at home as possible. Because mm. it's, quite, it's quite very expensive for them to travel abroad and play. So now we're saying, let's rather actually host these events here at home. Allow them to play at closer to no cost, uh, at the higher level. And we are seeing some of these players now break into the top 100 in the juniors. We are seeing Zoe Cook and them break into the top 300 uh, and, uh, in the uh, women's uh, tournaments. So uh, so I think I think we get in there. It, it just needs more uh, uh, support. I think we also are very fortunate now to have Weekhold. Uh, which is a, a black-owned uh, female uh, investment company who has come back on board uh, to support women's tennis specifically. I think with more support like that, we'll be able to support more women to get at our level. Yeah, you see, unfortunately, tennis is one of those, those Cinderella sports that uh, it gets mentioned during the big events, and you, you know, you got to mention the Nadals and the Djokovic's. But there are a host of other tournaments that happen all the time that we just don't have time in the media to cover. All these ITF events that happen, and that's where South Africans are performing. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I think it, needs, it starts with you, John. The only way the listeners will know what's going on is, mm. I think, through um, uh, the media houses. Uh, because I think there's so much that happens on the ground. Um, and they are, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I'll give you an example. Players like Lloyd Harris. Lloyd Harris started being recognized. Many South Africans started knowing him when he started playing actually at a higher level, playing mm, ATP mm. 250s, doing very well. But when he was actually rising, getting to that level, he wasn't really much recognized. And uh, I mean, I, I think I think it's just the issue of we, we still are minor sports and um, we, we there's, there's, there's so much good work that's been done. Although at the same time, we recognize that there's still a long way to go. I think a bit of more exposure. Um, yeah, but I think also we're very fortunate to have the, the partnership with SABC because yes. some of our local matches now are broadcast live on SABC3 and um, we are able to push in a lot of content just for South Africans to see what's actually happening in the, in the tennis space. And give kudos to our, our wheelchair tennis stars. I mean, they, they, they are raising the game and flying that flag very high for us. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, John, you probably saw uh, not long ago, I think we had uh, Quaz to a wheelchair tennis team uh, in, in, in Portugal, mm-hmm. making history becoming the very first uh, African country to ever reach the finals at the World Team Cup. So um, it wasn't the first, obviously, uh, wheelchair tennis making history um, at, at the global level. But I think um, we acknowledge that there's such a rich uh, talent when it comes to wheelchair tennis. It just, just needs to be nurtured. Unfortunately, we have been for over four years now without a sponsor for wheelchair tennis after mm. we've seen Airports Cup in South Africa. But I think there's, there's such an incredible talent with the youngsters coming up. Uh, we just kind of need some financial backing to, to, to give them those opportunities to, to, to give them 
the chance to play uh, and no doubt that we might actually be having another Grand Slam champion after the tournament. Yeah. Uh, who do we speak to the other day? Um, um, uh, so Donald Rampadi was a guest on the show. It was lovely Donald talking to Rampadi, him. Donald Rampadi, yeah. Yeah, such, such a fun character as well. He's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. Um, uh, he is okay. He's I'll, make, now. I'll make a pledge to you now to say that I will cover the up-and-coming South African names in these ITF events. Because I'm just looking now. Uh, there's an ITF at the moment. There's ITF tournaments in Tunisia, Czech Republic, Croatia, Montenegro, Spain, Turkey, Egypt, Mexico, Greece, Tunisia. And, I haven't, and there's more. And you know, that's, where the, that's where the superstars are going to come from, right? Um, listen, I'm impressed. So what I can actually right now commit to you is I can on a weekly basis, provide you with a breakdown of some of the best achievements uh, of our local sports on the global uh, stage. Done deal. Uh, and we will, we will put it. it on this show and I'll put it on my afternoon show as well. All right, done deal. And, and thanks, I guess, to the sponsors as well for this Raising Star Tennis. And, and hopefully you, you get plenty more kids playing tennis. And what, for every thousand, we get 10 superstars. That's fantastic. They, absolutely. You're very correct, John. Lekker. Good chatting to you. And that phone line worked out. Anthony Moritani, thank you very much. Tennis South thank Africa's you. head again, Tennis South Africa's head of commercial communications and stakeholder management.